This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Welcome to another edition of a Total Degenerate Podcast. My name is Mike Ellison. I am your host. I did that different this time. It's a little different. Who cares? Anyway, uh, very excited this week. I am super pumped up. Jets have a big game with the Patriots on Sunday, but that is not the only thing I am excited for, folks. It is a big week in the in the life of a middle-aged man. Well, I guess I'm middle-aged, right? 34, is that considered middle-aged? I don't know. I would like to think not. I'd like to think I'm less... Slightly less than middle-aged. But nevertheless, I am a 34-year-old adult man who's very excited for uh, a big a big package delivery coming this week. It's This is what you get excited for. For all the kids out there, for all the 18-year-olds, 18 to like, you know, 23-year-old kids that used to probably work with me at the pizza place or whatever that listen to this podcast. I want to tell you guys something that is incredibly important to, you know, understand here. This is what 34 looks like. This is what you get giddy about when you're 34. And that, of course, uh, is that this today, actually, today is the day according to my Amazon Prime account, that my new air fryer slash oven will be delivered. And I I can't tell you how excited I am. I'm going food shopping after work, and I'm coming home, and I'm making something nice. I'm going to bust out the recipe book, and we're putting together a nice little, nice little din-din. When I get home tonight from work, all cooked up in my brand new fucking air fryer. I cannot wait. This is all you have to look forward to. This is all you have to look forward to when you get to your 30s, especially when you're single. Oh, my God. I mean, I have there's no there's no I don't even have a pet to come home to. You know what I mean? I got nothing. I come home. To a, basically an empty apartment. And the only thing I get to do is figure out what movie or television show I'm going to pass out watching. And what kind of food I'm going to eat. And you know, I mean, I'm sure we're all starting to recognize this. The, these online order food ordering services are raping us. They're, they're taking us for everything we got. You know, it's. You pay for the uh, you pay for the Uber Plus, whatever it is, Uber One, or the Door pa- DoorDash Pass, or yeah, whatever it's called. And it's like, yeah, you pay the ten dollars a month, and all that guarantees you is that sometimes they're not going to hit you with the fifteen dollars worth of fees on your cheeseburger and French fries. You order a twelve dollar meal, and it's costing you thirty seven dollars. When it's all said and done between the fees, the tip, whatever else they just fucking tack on there. 
plus you're paying the fucking monthly nut. Like, they're just bending us over, and we're thanking them for the privilege of being able to order food and have it delivered to our house. And this was, by the way, this used to not be so expensive. This has, like, become the new bottled water. You know, there was always food delivery, and a lot of places used to offer free delivery. We, I, I, if any, especially, hey, if anyone's going to know, it's me. There was a time, you know, we offered free delivery for a very long time. It was like part of our what dumb gimmick that, hey, we don't charge for delivery. Come order your food from us. We're just charging for the food. The delivery service is free. Of course, you know, if you want a tip, that's always appreciated. Um, but the reality is that now you're getting slammed uh, in every fucking which way with fees and whatever bullshit that they, and they just add them up. They, it's, it's kind of crazy how they, they, they'll put a fucking $5 service fee. What does that even mean? There's a delivery fee and then there's a separate fee for service. Isn't the delivery the service that I'm paying for? So didn't I pay for the service already? Is it the delivery fee and the service fee the same fucking thing? At least that's what it should be, but it's not. They're hitting you both ways because it's a fucking criminal crime racket they got going on, and it's bullshit. I'm done opting into it. So I went to my other, you know, the other criminal crime racket that's even bigger, which is Amazon Prime, and I said, well, let me. I pay them every month but at least now they're not gonna fucking rate me on the shipping costs because I give them their blood money every month I give Bezos his blood money so you know I can now go on to that site and I can order stuff at a more reasonable rate and now I can get the air fryer and now I can cook for myself at home because I have no kitchen here I have a microwave right now I had a toaster oven. That thing died. I mean, it should have died 10 years ago, but I got, I made that thing last. I got longevity out of that bitch. But I have no stove. I have no oven until today. Now I got my air fryer slash oven combo. And I'm going to be watching Food Network. And I'm going to be like that fat Southern bitch cooking something nice every day. What's the the one, maybe not the one that said the N-word, but I'm sure there's another fat Southern bitch on Food Network who she's going to, you know, put butter on everything and, you know, make it nice. Buttered steaks and buttered chicken, fried chicken and fucking, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to have some nice meals now. And that's all I'm thinking about. It's all I can think about today. It's all that matters. I mean, very rarely do people get excited for a Wednesday, but I am fired up because we going to be firing it up later. You know, I'm already, I'm doing research on fucking air fryer recipes and everybody keeps telling, oh, you can make fried pickles. Yuck. I'm not doing that. Pickles great, fried foods great, fried pickles fucking disgusting. Not everything that's good can go together. Sometimes you take two good things and you make it shit. 
And that's what fried pickles are. I want nothing to do with them. But I am uh, incredibly pumped for this. You know, this is uh, this is my moment in the sun here, right? You know, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to have a field day. The problem is I might, I might overextend myself tonight and I might end up making myself like a steak, a pork chop, fucking, you know, mashed potato, whatever, you know, I guess not mashed potatoes. Can't make mashed potatoes in a fr- air fryer, but I can make, I can make some nice potatoes. I can make some nice, like little fucking crispy roasted. I'll cube them up. Does not sound good. Yeah. Cube them up. Put a little fucking salt, pepper, and garlic on them. Fucking mix them up nice. Fucking throw them bitches in there. This is going to turn into, this is going to be a cooking podcast this day. I'm just going to talk about <laughs> all the different things I could cook in my air fryer. I do hear that you, you can even make vegetables nice in there. Put a little asparagus. Yeah, a little, cr- you know, crisp up that asparagus. Put that little olive oil on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Enough of that. But, you know, I'm just I'm excited. And this is what you get excited for when you get old, because there's nothing else to look forward to. There's this. There's, you know, the excitement of when you really need to take a piss or a shit and you you get to the toilet in time. You know, like this is really all you get left. And then I guess, of course, if you get married and have children. That's what everybody seems to be doing. That's why I think everybody does it because they like they want to experience something better than the uh, enjoyment of a desperate piss or uh, a new way to cook food showing up to their house. I think that they want something more. So that's why they get married and they have children. And I just, I don't know. I don't know if I want to opt into that life. Everybody I know. I mean, matter of fact, two of my friends just got engaged this past weekend. Uh, A couple of people I went to high school with just pumped out new kids. They're bringing a couple, I'll be honest too, a couple of people that probably shouldn't be pumping out kids. Last I checked, you were fucking, fucking up waiting tables at an Applebee's. Now you're going to have a kid. I don't think that's a good mix, you know, but hey, I you can't police that. So, you know, that's not my place, but all I do know is I'm not sure if that life's for me, you know? That married life, that settled down, locked in. I don't think I can live that way. I don't think like I think about the way the jet season's going just this year and how excited and irrationally insane I am every Sunday. And I don't think I can turn that off and act like a civilized human being long enough to keep somebody around. Someone that's going to be like, yeah, I can deal with this guy seven days a week, every day of my life. And then on top of it, imagine needing to take care of a small child while in that insanity of like, It's second and long, and can Zach find a way to make the pass? I can't imagine trying to, like, give my kid a bottle or not wake them up from their nap because I'm going to be banging on the side of the couch when I see Garrett Wilson making the first down signal or I'm going to be cursing out the ref, demanding the flag. 
You know, I, I just, it, it doesn't seem to be for me. It seems to be for everybody else, which that's the other thing too that I kind of think about is that like there does seem to be a um, pressure, you know, there's a societal pressure put on all of us to, to do this, to find them, to find the right person, pump out some little rugrats and live the rest of your life pretty docile and obedient and boring. Not even necessarily boring, but because I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it. Like maybe there's something incredibly exciting and riveting to waking up every day and having to watch, you know, Dora the Explorer or My Little Pony that, you know, really excites your life. That could do it for you in a way that it doesn't do it for me. And that's fine. Like I can't, I'm not going to pass judgment on you if that is the route that you want to go. All I'm saying is I don't look at that as the route that I necessarily want to go. And it doesn't not uh, come off to me as genuine anymore when people uh, decide that they, you know, they're in love and they want to get married and they want, they're going to have kids and do all that shit. Like, cause it, it's been done before it's been done by everybody. You know what I mean? It's, there's nothing original about it. It's the, the route everybody seems to go. More people follow it than don't. And I think this is something I've mentioned on the show before, but it's worth mentioning again since we're doing this little fucking rant here is that it's like 50% of these things end in divorce, right? So we know for a certainty 50% are not going to work out. 50% of them, half, are going to fail. Guaranteed. That's that's what the statistics tell us. Then, like, you got to think about all the ones that are not part of that statistic that have also failed. Like, uh, I don't know what the percentage is on how many murders there are, but I would imagine if you... I just watched a good movie yesterday about a husband who pays somebody to kill his wife. Um. Anyway, uh, it was called Blood Simple. It's a Coen Brothers movie, but that's from 1984. You know, it's very recent. Anyway, so my point is, you know, I got to take... I'm not trading you Justin Jefferson fuck off okay sorry I had to answer a text message what happens in every fantasy league around this time is that people think you don't watch football but somehow join a fantasy league every year so now that like if you didn't see the game Justin Jefferson went off and had this amazing game against the Bills last week so now I got a guy texting me because he wants me to trade him Justin Jefferson in a fantasy league and he thinks that I don't watch the game. So he's like, how about I give you this package of 10 players that all suck uh, and you give me your best player? How does that sound? So I just had to tell him to fuck off and he won't stop. He's he's actually offering me some other garbage right now. I can see the three little dots go and he's, he's not relenting. But nevertheless, it's distracting me from what my rant is, which my rant is back to... Uh, Right, uh, murdered spouses. Um, yeah, 
it, there's plenty of marriages that end in murder, right? Like, I mean, I, let's just say it's a small percentage. Even if it's 1%, still, that's 50% of them end in divorce. 51% of them end badly because 1% end in murder. Then you got to figure of that 49% that's left, how many of them are they just playing out the string, you know? How many of them, or is it like, you know, a dead man walking, lame duck coach situation where it's like, you know that it ain't going to work out. You know that they're just kind of waiting, the waiting to get to the end of the season or perhaps, you know, the kid's 18th birthday would be the end of the season. And, you know, when that day comes, it's done. It's over. You know, like, I I know people's parents who literally, they live together still, and they don't even sleep in the same room with each other. They don't even like each other. It's just at this point, it's become, it's basically like having a roommate. There's a legally binded roommate that when one of the, or, or the other one dies, that the other one is now obligated to take care of them or take care of the estate or they get whatever the shit is. That's all it is. It's like a contractual roommate at that point. And there's no love to it. There's no enjoyment to it. It just kind of sticks around and lingers, you know? So my point being is that it's like this is the route everybody seems to want to go. Everybody wants to run down that fucking aisle. And I just, uh, I kind of sit back and go, maybe, but maybe not. That's the thing. I don't want to make this out like some cunty, uh, you know, oh, woe is me. When no one loves me. Because that's not true. It's not true. People love me. That's why I got this podcast. Because everybody loves me. That's why. But no, I I I think it's not impossible. Like I I could be just as stupid as anybody else. That's that's the thing. I just haven't found somebody to make me think so dumb. You know what I mean? Like I'm looking at it from a logical perspective, but I have not met somebody who's made me want to think illogically, you know? So maybe someday that happens and I go, "Yep, I'm going to do it because I'm dumb like everybody else now. And that's fine. That's great. I Maybe someday I can be that stupid. But for right now, while there is no uh, possibility up in the, uh, you know, there's nobody on the way up making me th- feel that way, I can't help but look at the uh, rest of you, basically everybody, and go, yeah, what? What am I missing here? Am I really missing out? Or is it kind of nice that like I can, you know, come home and drunkenly make myself wings in my air fryer and fall asleep on my couch and wake up the next day and scream at the television as the Jets somehow find a way to beat the Patriots. Maybe that's good enough. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. But I'm happy. I can tell you that much right now. Is that I'm, It's not that, like, it's not an unhappy thing. I'm pretty fucking happy. Matter of fact, things couldn't be going more uh, well 
I got an air fryer. It's coming. And I'm going to cook some good stuff. So, you know, but it's not a... It's not an indictment on people that do get married. It's not an indictment on people that do have kids. I, I'm i just saying that it's it's this. It's an indictment on the idea that it like has to be done. It's an indictment on the idea that it's like, this is the route you must go, or you're a freak, or you're a weirdo, and there's something wrong with you. I think that's the um, reality, is that it's, it's there's no... Uh, there's no right answer on how you have to live out your life. Because the truth is, you're only guaranteed to get one of them. And if there's something you feel passionate about, or, you know, that you feel like you must do, then do that. Don't let the um, outside forces put the uh, put the pressures on you. Because that that, I can feel, happens to a lot of people. Because, you know, first it's like, well, get the job. Then once you get the job, get it, you know, make sure you got the, well, get the education, then get the career. Then once you get the career, find somebody to fall in love with. Once you find someone to fall in love with, get married. Once you then get married, buy the house. Once you get the house, have the kid. And then once you have the kid, get the dog, then have another kid, then have another kid, then fucking retire and then once you retire you go down to Florida and you sit on a beach and you wait to die like that's not how everybody wants to do it maybe some of us would rather you know whorehouse heart attack bunny ranch Vegas uh post jet Super Bowl you know you know what I mean that could be What's wrong with that? That's going out in a hell, you know, fucking, that's a glorious ending. Whorehouse heart attack. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, you put the meaning on it yourself, folks. That's what I'm trying to say is that we as individuals figure out what matters to us. And that's the beautiful thing about life is we choose the meaning and purpose and goals of our own existences and if that's the case you don't have to be a fucking I don't know parent who sits at one of those fuck like have you ever been around the parents where they're sitting waiting for the kids to get like dismissed from school I haven't had to do I haven't been around this in a while but I've been around it and they're just all sitting there and they're just having those lame ass conversations. Usually starts with the weather. Then something will come like, hey, is it hey Joe, is your son going on the trip to uh I I don't know, where with uh, medieval times? Does it, is that is that still a thing? Do they still go there? It's like, yeah, you know, I was gonna let him go, but the one thing I worry about is the violence. Yeah, you know, I I agree. You know, I don't like to let little Josephine see that type of stuff too. And then they have like this dumb, boring ass conversation about like, you know, allergies and fucking why they don't want to see kickball. And then one of them's always got like a vendetta against the fucking principal. Like I went, in, I went to their office. I gave him a piece of my mind, and it's like. 
you're fucking, you suck, and I hate you, and I don't want to talk to you about this inane nonsense, you know? I said, I, hey, I, I said, hey, listen, I'm part of the PTA. I'm a mother. I'm a mother, and I'm here to let you know, you know? Like, they, they like to think that they're the most important person in the room. These parents, they're out of control, you know? And that's, <laughs> we gotta rein them in a little. We gotta knock them down a peg and just kind of go, hey, listen, it's great that you decided to have little ones and create a legacy for yourself and yada, yada, yada. But just because you chose that does not entitle you, doesn't make you great, doesn't mean your shit don't stink. You got to get the fuck over yourself. That's that's really what it is. The parents of this country and the fucking crippled married bitches of the world, men and women, by the way, when I say bitches, you need to get the fuck over yourselves. That's all it is. You didn't choose the greatest path in the world. You just chose the path that you decided. And that's fine. But... It's not for everybody. And as of right now, I would say it's not for me. Not for me. If you have not already, please subscribe, rate, review, follow the podcast at a Total Degenerate Podcast on Instagram. Uh, Please do all that stuff because I need it. I need the attention. I'm an attention-seeking whore. I've talked about this on many occasions. And I'm going to offer something else. I'm going to offer a little sweetener right now. If you subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast, and you reach out to me and let me know, you show me some way, shape, or form proof that you are now a true believer, you are indoctrinated, a true degenerate of degenerates, and you're in. You're in hardcore to the podcast, uh, I will cook you something nice in my air fryer. How's that sound? You tell me what you want, I'll cook it up nice. I'll make you a little I'll make you a little meal in my air fryer. I'm not buying anyone air fryers. We're not getting we're not getting crazy here, guys. But I'll I'll cook you a cheeseburger. I'll make you a nice burger in my air fryer. How's that sound? I'll make you a bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, how's that? How do you like that? How do you like me now? So, hey, subscribe, rate, and review to the podcast. Tell all your friends. Shake them down. If you want something free to eat, you do this. You let me know that you did it, and I will cook whatever you want. Maybe not whatever you want. Within reason. If you're going to be like, hey, I want lobster. I'm like, I'm not making lobsters. And I can't, how do I make lobster in a fucking air fryer? Be reasonable. Like me, I'm a reasonable person. I expect every one of you to shake down your friends, scream in their faces. The holidays are coming up. Curse out your families and tell them to get on board my podcast, the Total Degenerate Podcast. Find us on Instagram. I post stuff on Instagram all the fucking time. Don't you see it? Probably not because you're not following the page. Everybody knows. Big social media presence. 
and a big air fryer aficionado. So do it, please. Thank you. And uh, yes, thank you. If you haven't, just do it. All right. Thanks. So Trump's officially running again. He's uh, he announced that last night as if we didn't all see that one coming. Um, He looked extra orange. He looked a little. It was a brighter hue of orange than I'm used to seeing him look. I don't know if that's uh, he looked literally like orange Sherbert. I I was kind of blown away by how orangey he looked like. (laughs) I can't get over it. Uh, It's all I could think about from watching that announcement. I was like, did he get like a new shade of orange? Did he find like oranger or something like I don't know. You would think with all the money he has and all the people that are like his handlers and in his up his ass all day long that someone would be like, maybe we can make him look like a color that's normal. You know what I mean? Like human beings normally don't look orange. You know, we we have a wide array of skin pigmentations in the world and that's great and wonderful and there's nothing wrong with any of them. But it's just a weird look to look orange, you know, because it's not a natural color that, you know, is created by natural skin pigmentation. It's not even something that, like, if you tan on a regular basis, you don't really come out orange. So, I mean, it's obviously I'm not the first person to point this out. I'm just saying it's it's gotten to a point where now he's literally walking around. He looks like orange sherbet. And it's a little ridiculous. The other thing I can't help but think about is our current predicament with the president, who's a uh, basically, uh, you know, useless, uh, out of his mind, doesn't know what's going on, probably shit in his pants on a regular basis. Um, And I can't help but think that maybe a better idea would be to not elect like 90 year old men to be president anymore maybe we can go a little younger right like and I think the Republican Party's kind of thinking that way anyway like it's really not a bad idea to run Ron DeSantis it really isn't you know what I mean like it's it's actually probably the best idea they've had DeSantis is only 44 right like he's a He's a young man in terms of the presidential game. And that's like, I think what the country kind of wants is a more young voice that's uh, we don't think is going to have a flashback to uh, 1948 and just black out basically mid-speech. You know, that would be a nice little change of pace from what we have now. And I can't help but feel that if the Republicans run Trump, like, what's Trump now, 76? He's 76. So you're talking he's going to be 78 by the time he's president again, if he were to get elected? Of course, he, well, uh, I should say, if he were if he were to not have the election stolen from him this time, is I guess what they would like to say, because apparently they still think he had it stolen from him. 
Whatever, I was trying to make a joke, didn't work out. They're not all going to work out. We're just going to leave it in. But you get the point. He's 78. He's going to be 70 fucking eight. Biden's, what, 79 now? We're, we're seeing how that's working out. Maybe an idea is let's go a little younger. I'm not saying we got to fucking elect, you know, one of the fucking, you know, Nelk boys to be president or something here. We don't need a fucking 20-year-old who's going to shotgun fucking brewskis. I'm just saying we need somebody who's like a middle-aged adult. A reasonable middle-aged adult sounds like a better idea than a geriatric grandfather who can't control his own bowels. So uh, a middle ground, that's all I'm suggesting, right? As always, that's my my go-to suggestion when it comes to American politics is let's find a middle ground, a nice little gray area. We don't need uh, somebody's great-grandfather. We don't need Civil War fucking veterans running for president anymore. It's It's enough of this. That's my thoughts. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited for Trump to run again just because him on the campaign trail was a lot of fun. Like, you can hate him all you want. I know there's people out there who are super like, ah, no, not again. The evil man's back. Oh, God. But if it weren't him, there's going to be some other evil man. So just, you know, accept that this is the evil man. And laugh when it's fun to laugh because he's going to give us some laughs. He's kind of an entertainer in that regard, you know? I mean, he did host a reality show before he ran for president. Everybody seems to forget that. He was a reality television show host. So he knows the importance of entertainment. And I think we're going to get some fucking entertainment for the next year and a half, two years. You know, and that's, I guess, the one thing you could take from it is he looks like Orange Sherbert and he's going to say some crazy shit. I think he already said something about executing drug dealers. You know, entertainment. So we'll see how that works out. But that's a thing. I guess I felt like I needed to address it. And that's about how much I need to address it. Because now I got to close this bitch out and it's time to pick you some winners. Last week, if you uh, listen to me, you uh, must you should love me because I went three and all last week. I gave you the Panthers on Thursday night, no doubt winner, easy. I gave you uh, the Bucks Sunday morning, not a quite no doubt. It got a little hairy in the second half, but the Bucks covered basically the entire game, no problem, winner. Uh, one got a little chippy, but that would be. Green Bay. Green Bay took care of business, though. Aaron Rodgers, I knew he needed that game. I'm I'm a genius. Is what all I'm trying to say is I'm the greatest football handicapper of all time. And I pick winners. So I'll give you another three pack of fucking winners this week. All right. Let's look, shall we? Okay, let's start. Let's try to do it in some semblance of chronological order. Cause last week I was just kind of Jumping all over the map. Fuck Thursday Night Football this week. I want nothing to do with Ravens, Panthers, Bills. I would imagine the Bills want to stomp them out, but if they play in that fucking blizzard that's apparently supposed to hit Buffalo, I don't know about that. All right, so we're going to start with Philadelphia at Indianapolis. The Eagles just lost on Monday Night Football 
to the uh, commanders who I still like to call Washington football team. I think they should have never changed the name. And if Daniel Snyder sells the team, whoever uh, buys it should uh, turn the name back, not to uh, Redskin, but to football team. I think football team was great, and I would love for them to be Washington football team again. But nevertheless, they have nothing to do with this game because it's the Eagles at the Colts. Uh, the Eagles are a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. Over-under is 44. I think this game uh, is going to be – it's going to come down the trenches again, and I think you're going to see a repeat of what just happened. A repeat. Uh, it's going to be a repeat of what happened on Monday Night Football here where you saw that Washington was able to dominate in the trenches. They were able to get after Jalen Hurts and make him uncomfortable. They were able to uh, block and get their running game going and uh, keep Jalen Hurts on the sideline and control the clock. Jonathan Taylor is still a beast. I know he has not played up to snuff so far this year. If you took him in your fantasy leagues, you must fucking hate him. And I, I don't blame you. I really can't blame you. And a matter of fact, I'm so happy I didn't have the first overall pick in any fantasy league. Granted, my teams all suck too this year and my season's over. And basically every fantasy league I'm in. But nevertheless, the line is six and a half. And I like to think of a six and a half as a taunt line. That's one of those where the book's going, come on down. Come on down, it's easy, right? Philly by a touchdown. Seems easy. Seems very approachable. Very winnable. And they're coming off a loss. They're coming off a loss. They're 8-1. and one. They're one of the best teams in the league. They should destroy the Colts. They don't destroy the Colts. The Colts are going to keep it within the number. Maybe the Colts don't win. Maybe Philly pulls off the win. But I'm, I'm thinking a three-point win here. One way or the other. Give me the Colts plus the 6.5 at home. Game number one. All right. Game number two. I'm not going to touch the Jets and the Patriots. I'm not doing it to myself. I'm not going to fuck myself like that. But game number two um, is very simple. The Broncos stink. The Broncos stink. So do the Raiders. I know the Raiders haven't been that great. But the Broncos really just stink all around. Russell Wilson is washed up. Nathaniel Hackett is, I mean, the worst coach in NFL history. He had to hire, they had to hire another coach to help him with clock management because his claim was, I can't pay attention to the clock and call the plays. I can't do my job. You expect me to do my job? How am I supposed to do my job? I'm a moron. And then, and the Broncos went, yeah, okay. No problem, coach. We're going to help you out, and we'll hire a coach who can help run the clock for you. Uh, the clock on Nathaniel Hackett is ticking, and it's probably going to lead to his firing when he loses this game. Maybe he lasts the whole season, but he should not be the coach of the Denver Broncos beyond this year. Uh, give me the Raiders. It's only two and a half. Might move to three because it's a juiced 120 on the two and a half. So usually sometimes the book doesn't like to for those novices out there that aren't aware, sometimes the book doesn't like to move the number off the, where it is, and they'll just move the juice. So right now you can have Raiders two and a half, Raiders plus two and a half even money, and not lay any juice. But if you wait, you can get a full three with the Raiders, and 
it would probably still, it's going to cost you juice then, but it's kind of worth it because obviously three is a very common landing number in football. But I don't think the points are really going to matter. I think the Raiders are going to probably win the game outright. The Raiders have talent. The Raiders have Devontae Adams. Derek Carr is not a terrible quarterback. Josh, Josh Jacobs is a pretty good running back. The Raiders can actually put up some points. I actually have confidence the Raiders can score 20-something points. I, when's the last time Denver scored 20? They're not going to score 20. It's a race to 20, and I think there's one team that gets there, and that's the Raiders. So give me the Raiders. They'll win outright. Take a money line. I like the Raiders. So that's pick number two. Pick number three. Um, There's a couple of options here. But I'll go with Sunday Night Football, right? Let's do a primetime game. Sunday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs are a six-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at the Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers coming off a another primetime loss, but cover, getting seven-and-a-half at, um, at fucking uh, San Francisco last Sunday night. So the Chargers getting a lot of primetime love. The Jets get no primetime love, and the Chargers are on fucking primetime every week. Whatever. Uh, I like the Chargers here. I think that they can keep it close. Kansas City, um, I know they've they've beaten down some teams. They beat down San Francisco. They blew out um they blew out Arizona earlier in the year. But for the most part, Kansas City kind of keeps it close. They play close games, and I think, you know, divisional game on the road. It's it's not is a shoe in situation to think that they're just gonna uh mop up and manhandle the Chargers. So and again, it's back to that six and a half line where it's like they're kind of goading you. Like, oh, Kansas City just just has to win by a touchdown. It's easy. Kansas City can't win by a touchdown? Sure they can. It's easy. Except it's not. Chargers keep it close. Chargers, uh, yeah. You know, Chargers kind of more the desperate team too. So, yeah, I like it. Chargers plus six and a half. So, there you go. You're three dogs. Chargers plus six and a half. Raiders plus two and a half, and Kansas, uh, Indianapolis Colts plus six and a half. Those are the picks. They're all winners. Parlay them, tease them, fucking do it all. You can't lose, except you can, so bet responsibly. Please don't lose a million dollars on them, but I think they're going to win. There you go. I appreciate everybody that listens. Thanks again, uh, and until next week. Later. Later.